What's up, guys? Welcome back to Top That. Um, we don't have any sponsors yet to, to plug, so I'll just go straight to the IG. We have an IG now. It's uh, Top That Dude at Instagram. Yeah, that's our Instagram handle. So, uh, Top So, you that don't dude. need an at. It's yeah. just you go on the app Instagram, and that's the name you go for. Derek's new to Instagram, so it's, um, it's all right. Don't computer? mind him. Computer? Yeah. Um, our email is topthatdude at gmail.com, and that is if you guys think we should do a top five that you thought of or you disagree with one of our lists or you want to add something, feel free. Hate mail is also included. So. If you talk shit to me, I'm going to talk shit back to you, though, so be ready for that. Yeah. Uh, feel free to get uh, serve some, some hot shit if you want to dish it out. <laughs> I don't talk shit back. Yeah. So that's going to do that. Um, what did you guys do this weekend? I... Uh, I saw the second Sicario. Uh, it's pretty violent, but it was good. Love me some Josh Brolin. Nice. I love Josh Brolin too. Benicio's a badass too. Oh, I like the first one, so I'm all about it. Yeah. Is Emily Blunt in it? She's not. Oh. She's not. And yeah, right. But and you think that, but it's it's good. It's on its own. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. Same writer, different director. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I went to LA this last weekend. Um, I was there for three nights. I went to a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Went and saw old. Kenny Loggins, uh, Michael McDonald, and Christopher Cross. You think and you're so fucking cool. Seven dollars for used Kenny Loggins exactly. record. I'll give you five. Um, yeah, it was pretty fucking fun. I went to a, a charity uh, wine mixer. They called it the Katarina Wine Mixer. It's pretty fun. Is it like the Catalina Wine Mixer? Yeah, but it's just it's like a Katarina instead of Catalina. Well, Catalina's a place. I know, but are you sure? Pretty sure everybody's dressed sailory. I acquired somebody's eye patch throughout the night. Oh, it's it a pretty good night. Like a gift, or did you take it? Uh, I complimented him on it, and then he just proceeded to give it to me. Uh, so, yes. what if yeah. it, what if it was real though, and it was just some gross eye socket under it? Uh, oh it yeah, empty eye. Yeah. Well, the next day I woke up and had some crusties in my eye, so oh, it was probably, I'm you, kidding. I didn't really have it. Yeah. Oh, is that me, Ooh, herpes? Ooh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Real question. Can you get herpes in the eye? I'm pretty yeah. sure you can get herpes anywhere. Oh, in the ear? That'd be gnarly. Ugh. I think the eye, eye would be, be bad. Yeah. Just yellow pus coming out of your or eye. Or genital. Oh. I mean. <laughs> Let's, okay, moving on. Yeah. I had knee surgery, speaking oh. of medical things. Yeah. So, it wasn't as fun because it means my knee is ruined. It, but they, I thought they fixed it. I mean, they fixed it, but it's shittier than it was now, you it's, know? It's less good. Yeah, it's not, it's, I got old knee now. Oh, <laughs> Nate's got old knee. I got, like, lemon knee. Ew. Yeah, it's not, not new knee. Is that, le- like, you, you went to go get a used car? Correct. And you find out it was, okay, so you got, the, you got a lemon knee. Yeah. Someone sold you a lemon knee. Yeah, I got shit knee. That's like a girl's name, like, like Whitney, named Shitney. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say who it is, but I know somebody that was behind closed doors nicknamed Shitney. All the people that know Sabrina, one of you one is of the you. one that has the nickname yeah. Shitney. One of you is named Shitney, and it, it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Okay. It's pretty unfortunate that your name is Whitney, which sounds like a pretty like generally wholesome name, but somebody... Kids are awful. You can turn a regular nice name into something really terrible. Yeah. Shitney. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cool. I mean, it rhymes. I know. Yeah. Of course it rhymes. Oh. Derek's, yeah. Derek's pretty hard to... Uh, actually, don't... I'll, I'll stop right now. I don't, I, got, <laughs> I don't want you guys to get creative. Challenge. Okay. Top that dude at gmail.com. <laughs> 
We need the worst nicknames for Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Spelled D-E-R-R-I-C-K. Give me your worst, yeah. bitches. Let's hear it. Um, okay, so let's talk about why we're here this week. What are yeah. we talking about? We are doing um, top five fictional parents. And that is um, movies, TV, books, comics, whatever. Commercials. Yeah. Anything that you could dream of. Your top five favorite. It can be anything. Emotional connection. Mom, crazy. dad, Mom, parents dad. together. Anything. Yeah. An um, alien. We're not going to discriminate. Parents apart. Yeah. Good. I got a couple single moms. Very nice. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll go ahead and start mine. Uh, my number five, this, this actually, this category was pretty rough for me. There, when I started really thinking about it, there are so many good parents, couples, everything in, in movies and TV. It was really hard for me. Um, so when I started really trying to narrow this down, I started really thinking about, like, who really made me laugh a lot as far as, like, parents went. And I stumbled upon this mom, Amy Poehler, as Mrs. George in Mean Girls, oh. mm-hmm. is so freaking funny to me. When they roll in and they start talking about her fake boobs and then she brings in the the, the mocktails <laughs> yeah. and... And she does that line where Lindsay Lohan asks, does this have alcohol in it? And she goes, God, honey, no. What kind of mother do you think I am? Why do you want a little? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. <laughs> I had a ma- a friend's mom that was just like that. I think we all did at I some did point. as well. Yeah. 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 There was always like a cool mom, probably single, divorced, whatever. She was on her own. She really just didn't give a shit. She'd rather her kids stay at home. And they they let us drink in the house. I definitely had one of those. Oh, see, mine were full-on parents. Oh. And they were like, we know you guys are going to do it. And so we would rather ha- be in an environment that we can control you. Yeah. It was after all the dances, all the proms, all that. All those those parents, they deserve a freaking trophy. Oh, 100%. So good. Our mom was a piece of that too, but not the drinking kind. She was very anti-drinking. It was the, what are the hot new jams? What is everyone talking about? Our mom was very much like that. Yeah, she was definitely like that. Um, she always wanted to know what the gossip was. She always wanted to know what was happening, what was hip. and I would come home three hours late for a curfew. I would damn near get my ass handed to me. She would freak out. And then I would drop a little bit nugget of gossip. Like, hey, guess what happened to Danny? What? What happened? And shit like that. Get out of it every time. Every time. My mom would come in on a Saturday morning vacuuming. I'm sure everybody's mom did this at some oh, point. The worst. The absolute fucking worst. When I was in high school, I used to be out partying till probably like 5 or 6 in the morning. Sneak back into the house. Be dead asleep in my room. My mom would come in vacuuming like, hey, what'd you do last night? Who was there? And I would literally go into a full rage. Like, get the hell out of my room, mom. She goes, I'm just trying to talk to you. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. come on. And she'd saunter out. Like, yeah. I didn't just rip her a new asshole. Oh, yeah. someone's crying. I know. Best it, gift on the internet is it, Amy Poehler dancing. It is. And that's the reason why I love Amy Poehler's character. She's that scene when they're doing the uh, Jingle Bell Rock and she's in the middle of the aisle and she's videotaping, but she's doing the dance. She knows awesome every dancing. single move. It's so good. And when she rolls in on her daughter making out with her boyfriend, she goes, hey, you guys, do you need anything? Drinks, a snack, condoms? Ugh, you guys keep me young. <laughs> I, love you. I love you girls that keep me young. Oh, so good. That is, that is a good mom. Yeah, that that's, mom. that's my number five mom. My number five is, I think, my favorite on the list. And I went a little different. I went, like, parents that I actually thought did a good job, like, raising their kid type thing. Open interpretation. Yeah. And my number five is not a human, but, and it's a combination, it's the wolves, Baloo, and Bagheera from the Jungle Book, raising Mowgli. Very nice. Grown up. I always thought it would be so cool to be raised by wolves and, like, hang out with a bear and a panther be your friends. And this dude, like, doesn't talk to animals, but I guess he does. Disney movie. Yeah. But I thought it would be cool to talk to animals, run with them and shit. Absolutely. And, I mean, they raised a human. And he turned out fine. Yeah. Yeah. You got a girl at the end, I think. He's kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Mowgli. Yeah. 
That's a sweet. I always really like that name. Mowgli. Mowgli. Yeah. That but was like a cool name. the wolves, obviously, they get thrown in there because they started it all. But Baloo and Bagheera, like the tag team of like the gay dads. Yeah. Protecting them. Blue, Blue was a bear, right? Yeah. yeah. Blue was the bear. The bear necessities. Scratches yeah. back on the tree. Uh, we really need a Nito. I need Nito to fact check this movie, but I think in the live action um, Jungle Book that's about to come out, who plays Bagheera? I think it is Christian Bale. Oh. The one that's about to come out? You mean the one that came out? Is there another one coming out? Oh. They're know. doing a live action Murray, Lion King. Bill Murray played Baloo in the yeah, one that came out. That's true. Earlier. But that. Go ahead. Yeah. Was that a live action or was that another cartoon? It was live action. No. It was like the kid was real, but all the animals were CGI yeah, type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they're doing with the Lion King one, right? I know. I hope they don't ruin it. I know. But the cast is it's so good. So good. Childish Gambino. Yeah. Ugh. Beyonce. Okay. Listen here. In 2018, there's a movie coming out called Mowgli. A human child raised by wolves must face off against a menacing tiger named Shere Khan, as well as his own origins. Benedict Cumberbatch will play Shere Khan. Christian Bale will play Bagheera. Andy Serkis will play Baloo. I love Andy Serkis. I'm so glad he's starting to get more and more. I mean, I know he's been in literally everything as the CGI guy, the suit behind all the CGI people. But I love Andy Serkis as an actor. In Black Panther, I love his character in Black Panther. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's so good. So Ulysses good. Claw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. So good. By the way, you guys, look this up on IMDb, Mowgli. It looks like an adventure drama. It looks very serious. I like it. So looks awesome. It does look cool. Kate Blanchett is Ka. Okay. Good pick. That was a good pick. Okay. Dang, you know, I tried to be a little different. I like to be different. No, it's good. I like it. Uh, Derek, what's your f- number five? Uh, my number five, it's a little obscure. Um, one of my favorite movies, you guys know, is Days of Confused. So there's a scene, we don't get a lot of this mom, but there's a scene when Ben Affleck chases down the two freshmen and says, grab a pole, and he's about to beat the shit out of them. And then the mom comes out, pulls a shotgun. I don't think so, creep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull this back for a second. So the, the movie takes place in 1976. Gender roles are in full effect. She's dressed like a Stepford wife. Dinner's probably on the stove. Nice skirt comes out. She probably shouldn't even at that year. She probably even shouldn't know how to operate a firearm. And they're in suburbia. And they're it's in not suburbia. Even like, yeah, it's yeah. not like the yeah. backwoods. Exactly. Yeah. She cocks that thing like it's second nature. Like for it's her. her job. I don't think so, creep. Get the hell off my property. Absolutely, ready to just shoot the shit out of him embarrasses Carl, the little boy, her her son, but it's... I, I, Pro, full-on protective mama. Protective. Oh, yeah. I'll scratch your fucking eyes out, Ben Affleck, back away. Yeah. And it ruins him for the rest of the movie. Y'all hear I got a shotgun pole in my ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great scene. It is. It's so good. So good. So it's, you know, she she's a jack-of-all-trades because she was that 1970s stereotypical housewife, but also, touch my kid, I'll fucking kill you. That's so good. That's my number five. I don't even know her. So if you're listening, ma'am, uh, email us at topthatdude at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Bring your shotgun. Bring right? a shotgun. Yeah. Top five shotguns. <laughs> Speaking of, probably the best gift I've ever received was I was a best man for a guy who was really good with woodworking. He made me O'Bannon's paddle. So I have Ben Affleck's paddle, but it's personalized. It's like the exact replica. Except it's personalized with my initials and a couple things on it, and it's... It makes me cry every time. Very nice. That's a good guess. That's a true story. He, I've seen him crying multiple times in his room alone. And I'm like, what's going on, dude? He's like, the paddle. paddle again. Yeah. I definitely made him cry many times growing up. So that's old you. school. Um, all right. Well, on to our number four picks. Um, speaking of old school, uh, this is one of my top dads here. Uh, Vince Vaughn's mm, character, yes. Beanie. In the movie Old School, as a dad, is so fucking funny to me because he's such a sleazeball, but he's also a family man and also a businessman at the same he time. He's surprisingly sleazy in that movie. Yeah. He is very sleazy in that movie. You don't notice it, or at least I didn't the first time through, but the more you watch it, you're like... Right. I but th- he also doesn't give it up either. So no. he almost hooks up with that girl. He's married to Leah Remini, and he, I mean, his whole focus 
when he finds out that Mitch gets to that house and they start doing the pledge, he shows up with his baby on a front pack and and he tells his kid earmuffs and says, we're going to get so much ass in here. It's going to be like crazy, like boy band ass. Talking crazy boy band ass. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I'm thinking wall to wall sand. I know a great sand guy. Well, yeah. Like he owns speaker cities. <laughs> My, my friend and your favorite, Mr. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I mean, the guy literally is so well-connected, but still, like, hangs on to his family. The scene where he's sitting outside by the pool in the clown outfit, smoking a cigarette. So good. <laughs> it's so hey, good. Hey, put your head back on. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yo. Traumatize the kids. It's crazy hot out here, yo. You're going to traumatize the kids, huh? Well, I can tell you a little bit. What's wrong it's, with you? It's so funny. It's so funny. That is a good dad. Yeah. Frank, Great dad. I just told you. You can say what, just say earmuffs. You can say whatever you want. Shit, fuck. cock, balls. Yeah, fuck, shit, bitch. <laughs> and then Will Ferrell chimes in, cock, balls. <laughs> All right, don't abuse it. Yeah. You didn't have to celebrate it. Yeah, that's... It's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. There's some... Like... You guys are pulling some good, like... I would have never thought of these people. Hey, we're pulling out all the stops. That makes me feel good because I was feeling a little insecure about my list. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good. Yeah. Good list. How about your number four there? I'm going to go a little bit more generic, but I feel like it has to be talked about, and that's Miss Lois Griffin. Ooh, yeah. that's a great one. Cool. She almost made my list. Yeah. I mean, not only is she a mom that deals with the mom shit day to day, but she's also kind of a freak. She also parties really hard. She's a total freak. Yeah. Oh, and I love that part about her. <laughs> so good. She's also a really good cook. My favorite cutaway is, who wants brownies? <laughs> yeah. And Sue goes, oh, this is my favorite. And he comes down, and the brownie pan's empty, <laughs> and there's a bunch of crumbs on her face, and she's crying like she just Why? ate it. Yeah, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Stewie goes, I love brownie day. <laughs> It's so good. But to me, I mean, she just had to be on there. No, she's, she's sexy. Yeah. She is. For a cartoon? Absolutely. And I love that they, like, they definitely um, exploit that about her. Like, she's definitely very homely most of the time. But when they put her, like, in a nightgown or anything revealing or when she has that midlife crisis, and she's like, hey, guys. Whoa! Yeah. She's wearing, like, crop tops. Yeah. And, like, Daisy Dukes. Yeah, Daisy Dukes. Yeah. Say. When she whispers into Peter's ear for the first time, so it's tied up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Also, I just love all the scenes that she's talking shit to Brian. Oh, yeah. When she and gets what, real with Brian. Yeah. One of my favorites is when they're t- t- Brian's talking about something. He's protesting something. There's a whole talk with, like, the whole town's there. And he's like, you know, like, you wouldn't need a dog, would you? And they all start talking. Lois is like, I don't know. If everybody else is trying it, I try it. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody gets all hopped up. And they're like, yeah, I want to try it too. Let's get them. Yeah, so good. I love it. No, she's a great pick. That mix of the mom with the freak, with the weird. Yeah. No, she's good. Like, she goes along. She goes along with pretty much everything Peter does, but she also, like, knows when to put her foot down. Yeah. And also, she realizes, like, okay, this is going to be, like, a weekend thing, and then you're going to be back to normal. So she just kind of rolls her eyes and goes (laughs) along with it. (laughs) Peter's lucky to have Lois. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Lucky to have it. Great pick. We need more moms like Lois Griffin. We do. All you yeah. moms out there listening, take notes. How about uh, Derek? You're number four. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, I'm going to get uh, this is the most serious my list gets. So uh, this is coming from a drama. But Frances McDormand's character from Three Billboards Outside of Edmond, Missouri. Mm. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Yes. It's a great movie. I freaking love Frances McDormand. I'm going to sidestep just for one hot second. I almost put her on as a different mom um, on my list. Frances McDormand, the mom from Almost Famous. Yeah. Oh, no. I, gonna go I love that character. But anyways, yours, Three uh, Billboards. Just, just, it, for those who haven't seen the movie, um, spoiler alert, it's already been out for six months, won an Oscar, so suck it. Um, her daughter gets murdered. Uh, time passes six months or a year or something like that. The murder isn't solved. So they're in a small town. She buys three billboards and more or less just calls out um, police enforcement 
um, about the unsolved murder, and it creates this turmoil and this havoc and things like that. And she becomes a badass because the uh, majority of people around town uh, side with the sheriffs. They don't like that she's done this. So there's a scene where she's getting her teeth worked on and getting interrogated by the dentist, and she sees it's about to go south, and uh, they don't give her any Novocaine, and they either are about to shove the drill in her mouth and she sees it coming, so she spits it out and jams it into the dentist's finger and then um, also sets fire to one of the buildings. Uh, She's an extreme bad bitch in that movie, so if I ever got murdered, I would love my mom to do this. She sets fire to the police station. She throws a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, multiple. Yeah. She kind of becomes this, like, vigilante for her for herself yeah like there's nobody to you know she's trying to avenge her daughter's death in a way she just wants it to be solved and so she just goes and just stirs the shit up in this town especially at the police station her ex-husband left her for a 19 year old that's played by samara weaving uh she kills that role too (laughs) the small part she's in but it's uh it's it's a really good role. I love that pick. That's a very good one. Yeah, that's, that's a, like a postmortem mom. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, good choice. Yeah, Thank that you. is a good choice. Sure, she sure. ain't taking any shit. Yeah, no. it's, it's gonna get lighter from here. This is the darkest. One. No fucks to give. My list gets none. Well, I'm gonna go a little dark on my uh, number three here. We're just gonna dive right in. I'm talking about Harry Stamper from Armageddon. Bruce Willis. That dad is just like hardworking, like salt of the earth, super protective of his one daughter, doesn't want her dating this freaking roughneck guy who's Ben Affleck, and then ends up saving the world. I mean, sacrifices himself. That movie makes me sob like a freaking baby every single time. Harry Stamper is a freaking model of a man. The first thing I think of when Armageddon comes on is Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Soundtrack. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Appreciate See, you. The first thing I think about is when I was a kid, that I had an abnormal fear of meteors hitting the earth after that movie. <laughs> like, I remember we went camping soon after I'd seen that the first time, and every plane that went over, I was like, this is it. This is it. Here it comes. Here we go. Yep. That's the sound from the movie. I see the lights getting closer. Do we have enough time? Yeah. We don't. I've is seen there, the movie. Is there a drilling crew that we can play up there? Who's got the bunker? It's so good. What year did Armageddon come out? 1998, I think. It's 98 or 99. I think it, I want to say 97, actually, almost. I was in the 7th. No, Armageddon says 98. Oh. I was right the first time. So, I didn't know. So, the word Armageddon means end of the world, yep. right? So, uh, you know, me at 10 years old, I remember this conversation I had very little. Movie got brought up in class and a little religious girl goes, you know there's going to be a real Armageddon. The world's going to end. Ten-year-old me, yeah, no, ten-year-old me shut my pants, went home, probably cried. (laughs) Shut up, Meg. Yeah. Yeah. Emily. What a little bitch. Oh, Emily. Yeah. It was an Emily. Emily, shut up. Yeah. Ugh. That's why you have no friends, Emily. Ten-year-old doesn't know a lot. Someone telling you the world's about to end. Kind of scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Especially by meteor. No, good pick, though. It's Bruce Willis. I'm glad he made the list, because he plays a dad in a shit ton of movies. So. Speaking of Bruce Bruce Willis, I'm going to interject and sidestep. Do you see that the trailer for Glass came out? Yeah. Oh, good. And he's about to be roasted. Bruce yeah. Willis. Yeah. On the up and up. Right? Yeah. And he down. also played Dad in um, what, the latest uh, Die Hard? Right? He played a Dad in the first one. Oh, he was a Dad in the first yeah. one. Yeah. He's a Dad in the whole. He's been a Dad in all hard. of them. Yeah. He he's just a good dad. dad. He is a good dad. Yeah. I love Bruce Willis. He's a good dad. So my number three is not technically a dad, but he's one of my favorite father figures. And it's Mr. Uncle Phil. Ooh, that's such a good one. That almost made my list, too. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes. Who has a son named Carlton, so he's a real dad? Oh, yeah. Well, I was... We're talking about the relationship between Will I was talking about his name, Uncle Phil. I understand. (laughs) Philip Banks. (laughs) But Uncle Phil... His name is not Dad Phil. Not only... He's a judge, which is pretty hard to be. He's rich as fuck. He's a black judge in Bel Air. Yeah, and knows that he's a rich black judge in Bel Air. And he teaches his kids all it. about it. Yeah, uh, brings the hammer down, but also pulls out stuff like Jeffrey, 
bust out Lucille in the pool hall. Oh, That's yeah. one of my favorite episodes. It's oh, so yeah. It's, yeah. He, he constantly, episode in and episode out, he played the light, uh, don't do that, you can't come home after curfew, and then when all hell broke loose, eventually, he was always there to clean up the fucking mess. Oh. I don't tell you these things because I don't want you to have fun, I tell you these things because they're going to hustle your ass a pool. Yeah. He was street savvy. He came uh, off... Beyond belief. Yeah, he came off, you know, they played this whole Bel Air, rich, kind of pretentious thing, but... In all reality, Philip Banks, like, they do cutaways, you know, when they were coming up and living in the shithole and stuff. And him and Vivian freaking, you know, they they struggled. They knew what it was like. They were out there. Yeah, he knew what was going on. So yeah. he was not... He wanted better for his family. Yeah. So they moved him to Bel Air. And the times when he, like... Because Carlton was obviously the most preppy of all of them. And when yeah. Carlton goes way beyond, like, super preppy, super rich type dude... Phil, Phil brings him back down to earth and is like, hey man, you can't be doing that shit. Yeah. He he brings him back. He tells him that he's acting like a little prick. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, one of my favorite episodes that is that has, you know, obviously everything to do with Uncle Phil being a father figure to Will is when Will's dad comes in and just for a hot second and then bails on him again. And... Uncle Phil basically does the whole "it's not your fault" kind yeah. of a thing, and Will Smith starts crying and he's "Don't like, do this to me, man! Why didn't he don't want me?" And you know, Lou, that's what Will's dad's name yeah. was. Sit, Lou. It's yeah. so I ain't good. got time for this. I said sit. Oh, yeah. yeah. he raised knew, his voice, got into yeah, Papa Bear mode. He knew when to fucking put the foot down. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved how he always put his fists. On his hips, you know, he's just yeah, and he kind of yeah. I said, "Sit, Lou." <laughs> Uncle Phil stood like a pregnant woman. So I think, <laughs> I think Uncle Phil has gone on to a different life. So if you're listening, R.A.P. Hope you're doing good. Yeah. Ugh. First things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. First things first. Rest, Uncle Phil's a realist. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what's your number three? Number three. Let's see. Forrest Gump's mom. Ooh. Sally Field. Mm, I almost put that. Let me tell you why. Anyone who's going to fuck a principal so their son can learn is going to make my list. <laughs> and that's different from <laughs> Meredith from The Office, who would probably suck off the principal to get her kid out of detention. There's a difference. There is a difference. That's so good. Hey, Meredith was going to school the entire time they were filming that show. She says it in the final episode. She's like, why didn't you put any of that shit in there? <laughs> I love it when they did Casual Friday and Meredith's tit comes out. And she pulls it up and her vagina's yeah. hanging out. Damn it, Meredith, where are your panties? It's Casual Friday. So okay, let me reel it back. You get back on track, though. Mama Gump, uh, sweetest woman alive, teaches Forrest the life lessons. You know, when he asks, you know, what does vacation mean? Why is dad on vacation? And he says, you know, it's when people leave and they don't come back. And and she's, I mean, she seems like she never does a wrong move in the whole movie. Sweet as pie, always there. Seems like all the house help, you know, all, all the black women who are cooking and things like that love her. And it's, I don't, what, was it like a little hotel? It's like a bed and breakfast, like an in and out like kind a of a thing. Yeah. The, the guy who Elvis looks like Elvis, in. right, yeah. Elvis is there and then... I think, I mean, uh, Forrest explained it pretty well. He said, Mama always explained things in a way that made me understand. So, you know, she always laid it out simple, but... You'll always be the, the same point. as everyone. I forget the quote. I'm, I'm not going to even try because I'm not going to do it justice. Sally Field fucking killed that role. Sally Field is a wonderful one. Gem. You're a gem. Uh, Norma Ray, love that. I had to watch that in film school. You, you killed that role. I had to watch that in high school. Um, Sally Field is not a bad looking lady, but young Sally Field is a dime. Oh, she was a total babe. Yeah. In, um, Smokey and the Bandit. Bandit. Yeah. Yeah. She's total babe. Yeah. Total babe. I love me some Sally Field. Mama Gump, Sally Field, you're my number three. Ugh, that's a good one. Man, we got some good picks this time. Yeah. Legs. She looks like she could be, uh, related to, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's daughter looks like her twin. Yeah, she is her twin. That's trouble. Yeah. yeah that's trouble. That, if they could pick between her and the daughter for the role and Cruel Intentions, they would have picked the daughter. Mm. Or, uh, 
Reese Witherspoon's like first movie role was Man in the Moon. Have you ever seen that? Uh, the With Jeremy London. Oh no, it's really old. A different one. But she was like fifteen in it, and that's. I mean, if you want to side by side Reese then and her daughter now, I mean, it's like freaking Parent Trap. <laughs> twins. Tw- swear to God, <laughs> twins. Basil, twins. <laughs> Brina, um, what's your number two? All right, so we're moving on to number two. We're gonna we're gonna slide back into this cartoon realm that yes. we were in in the beginning. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just say Mufasa from The Lion King. I mean, beautiful pick, dad of all dads, James Earl Jones. Oh, James Earl Jones, that soothing freaking voice. Long the, live the king. Oh, I hate fighting. I will kill Scarns. If, if Mufasa ever turned into a human, he would turn into Uncle Phil. Yeah. That's what it is. Kind of... I feel like a more in shape Uncle Phil would be Mufasa because See, Mufasa is like... More, probably more hair. Yeah. I feel hair. like I feel like Uncle Phil wasn't out of shape. He was like those like linemen type dudes where they look like they're out of shape, but really they're just they can, They're like solid. nimble. Yeah. yeah. And they can move fast for how big they are. Yeah. And they pick you up like it's nothing. Yeah. That's true. I mean, because Mufasa did get killed by his own brother, so... He didn't have the upper hand and there. Scar was kind of skinny. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. R.I.P. Mufasa. But I did love the way he was so tender with um, Simba, showing him the land that he owned or that they took care of. And Everything the light touches. Yes. Pride Rock. So good. Circle of Life. I want to know how many hundreds of thousands of pets were named Simba after The Lion King came out. I know a buttload were named Nala. We're going to talk about cats named Nala, puppies named Nala. I know a stripper named Nala. Ooh. I don't know any Nalas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good talk. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about Mufasa. He's just a wonderful, wonderful cat dad. But um, mm, Cat dads. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cat dads, Nate, <laughs> cat what's your number two? Uh, before we move on from The Lion King, if you guys haven't listened to Little Dickie's rap uh, summarizing The Lion King... You should, because it's hilarious. I've heard that. It's genius. He's so funny. All right, number two for me is, you're not, I don't think anybody's going to really know who it is based off their name. It's Mr. and Mrs. Parker. That was pause for dramatic, because they both, my co-hosts here looked at me like they were like, oh, let me think about it. That's a pretty common name. I know. Peter Parker's parents? No. Okay. It's the parents from A Christmas Story. Ah... Like Ralphie's parents? Yes. Okay. The the dad went in the lamp. I don't know why, but just watching them, it just reminds me of like every parent that I think my parents, like our parents' parents. Yeah. That's how that I imagine generation. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so good. So the mom, like being the kind of buffer between the kids and the dad and like. Trying to lay down the law, but also being like, no, it's okay. Yeah, like, uh. trying to be tender and forgiving with their kids. Yeah, the dad trying to be like the cool dad, but also is just like kind of an ass, like when they fixing the tire. Yeah. And he, oh, <laughs> fudge. <laughs> and like just the face he gives him, he gets back in the car, and he's like, you will never believe what your son just said. Looks in the backseat and then fucking whispers to the mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, I love them. It's so good. I love thinking about, like, when I think about my parents' parents, I in, like, seeing old pictures that could easily fit into that mm-hmm. genre of, you know, a Christmas story. I just imagine everybody, like, shit-talking, you know, and the kids have no idea what they're really talking about, and everybody's smoking cigarettes inside, and, like, there's candy dishes everywhere. <laughs> so, my mom's parents, she told me that every day when my grandpa got home from work, <laughs> my grandpa and grandma would sit and have dry martinis every day after Amazing. work. When my grandma was older, I'd go over to her house. She wouldn't do anything but sit upstairs in this chair, listen to jazz music, and l- drink wine. That's amazing. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like, they, those, the Mr. and Ms. Parker from the Christmas story remind me of, like, if I knew my grandparents when they were younger. Yeah. Our dad did the same exact thing, but uh, substitute the martini for Diet Coke and substitute jazz music for Sports Center. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> 21st century dad right there. Oh it is. 
<laughs> that's so good. Good correlation. Yeah. I love it. Uh, good pick. And that's what this is all about, you know? Right? Yeah. That is a good one. How does it relate to you? Yeah. Let's make it personal. Good pick, Nate. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Okay, so my number two, um, they get a surprisingly small, um, the, the version that I picked get a surprisingly small amount of screen time, but you'll understand. My number two is George and Lorraine McFly. Ooh. After Marty gets back in part one from back to the, back in time, back, back in the past. So cool. Cool. George and Lorraine. Mm. Creative George, supportive Lorraine. They have once former bully waxing the new whip outside. They got their truck getting delivered that he wanted, and they're extremely supportive, and it's... Everything comes around full circle. They're was, very easy breezy, right? And the start of the yeah, yeah. George grabs her ass in front of the kids. Like there's the the spark's still there, and it's everything comes around full circle. Because in the start of the movie, when it's kind of you know the sad parents and like I never sat in a parked car with a boy and things like that. And then you know when at the end she's like, "Isn't this your big date with with wow what's Jennifer? Like, Jennifer, yeah, this is bigger date with Jennifer." And They're going up to the lake to go camping in the new truck. You know what that means? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you do know park what that fishing, car, park car all night. A couple <laughs> of sleeping bags in the back. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that George says, you can put, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to, which is you know the one eighty from the bleak. Uh, the worst George, bully yeah. George, and beat down. Right, yeah. It's a, it's such a good. That's story. a great pick. That's a good pick. You're having good like little little snippets you see of these people, but are just little gold nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Very good. You. Yeah. So it's you know that that's always such a good ending. That one. Mm-hmm. It's. You Warms know, your heart. It does. That and he didn't way. sleep with his mom, so oh, right. It's a bonus. Um. I was watching uh, Family Guy the other day, as I do, um, and they did a cutaway of George McFly and Lorraine, <laughs> and George is starts getting mad at Lorraine, and he goes, you're telling me that that guy we met 15 years ago named Marty <laughs> that you wanted to name our son after That's looks exactly exact. like him. <laughs> and you're going to tell me that there's nothing weird going on? And Marty comes in and says, Mom and Dad, I burned the carpet. And he pulls out his belt and he goes, I am not taking it easy on you. <laughs> very, Such very a genius true. cutaway. That, no, that's actually a rabbit hole you think about. He's either, either the most forgiving or oblivious dad ever because... That's a pivotal part in their lives. This random kid they've probably never seen again set them up, changed George's life, and all of a sudden the kid looks exactly like the kid. And, and they also, named it after Hey, you know that new sound you're looking for? Yeah. Check this out. <laughs> exactly. Listen to this. Yeah. It's your cousin, Marvin Berry. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that movie is so good. There's, um, I think there's arguments for people that say that, um, that, Back to the Future is literally the perfect movie. I don't know what the arguments are behind it, but there are so many people that that think that that whole setup, the the writing of it, everything about it, the storyline, that it is the perfect movie. There's a lot of like weird like super fans of Back to the Future. One thing I do like, oh, we need a Nito to just a fact check this, but I think um, who's behind it is Steven Spielberg. Uh, yeah, Spielberg did that one. And then who was Robert Zemeckis? Uh, the brains behind the movie, whoever it was, said it will be, uh, as long as I'm alive, it will be a cold day in hell before Back to the Future is remade. Good. Yeah. Nice. That's how things need to be for Absolutely. a lot of movies. I'm sick and tired of seeing all these freaking remakes of stuff. Yeah. Come up with your own ideas. Right? I don't, we don't want, We don't want a fourth one. No. Or anything like that. They're perfect the way they yeah. are. Yeah. We don't need a remake. We don't need another sequel. We don't need a prequel. We don't need shit. Yeah. We don't need Back to the Future 2018 starring Taylor Lautner. Ugh. Pass God. on that. It's perfect. You will never do better. Taylor Lautner. Than, than Michael 19, J. Yeah, than Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox in 1985. You're not exactly. going to do better than that. You're not going to get another Huey Lewis. No. Absolutely not. I mean, you're just, you're fucking with the wrong You're not going to find a better bully than Biff Tannen. Ugh. Who would play Biff Tannen? Trump. Yeah. Maybe, uh... Definitely Trump. Maybe Shooter McGavin? Ooh, that could be good. That would be a good one. 
Buzz from Home Alone <laughs> as Biff. Buzz is Biff. I could see them doing this weird curveball. <laughs> I can buzz waxing that yeah. car. Yes. Just putting the first oh, coat on. Just finish up the second coat yeah. now. <laughs> now buzz. <laughs> don't con me. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. So I meant I was just about to start the second coat now. No buzz. Always trying to con someone. Oh my god, buzz. I, I could see them throwing a weird like curveball nobody would like. Like, oh, Seth Rogen as as Biff Tannen. Oh, like trying like to make Seth light Rogen of it. Or something. They wouldn't do that, but I I agree. Yeah, you think they wouldn't do that, but Matt Damon would make a cameo in this movie. You know he would. Oh yeah, of course. Matt Damon would be the band on stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the lead singer of the band. Scotty on stage. doesn't know yeah. that me. <laughs> Happy anniversary, baby. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Uh, that that's a really good pick. I love George McFly and Lorraine Baines. Oh, this is for you. What? Are we on number ones? ones? Oh, number ones. Here we go. So this was hard for me um, to nail down, but I feel pretty good about this one. My number one is Daniel Hillard. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, Robin Williams' character in Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! Yes. Hello! Hello! I freaking love this dad so much. It's so sad in the beginning when Sally Field's bitch ass... Bitch! Bitch. Yeah, now we don't like you, Sally. Now we don't like Sally. Asks for a divorce, says she doesn't love him, and then won't let him see his own kids, and then she has the audacity to go fucking start dating Mercedes-Benz driving Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, you fucking asshole. You're already the good 007. Yeah, so what does freaking... Daniel Hillard do, he disguises himself as an old British woman to see his kids every single day. I mean, the montage, when he goes through all the looks, when he does all of the phone calls, like, you know, asking for the job, it's freaking genius. There's a scene that kills me in a sad way. It's, it's, remember when, um... Remember? You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember. You remember yeah. when, uh... Mrs. Doubtfire kind of lays the law down for the kids, and it's like, the only episode you're going to be watching is deep sea fishing, and like, it's a segue into them like doing chores and things like that. She takes the remote and puts it in the Right, 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 right. And then, you know, after dinner is set, and Sally Field comes home, and she's like, oh my lord, this is perfect, and then Mrs. Doubtfire walks out. Who follows her out is Lydia, and she's like, hey, I just want to apologize. Ever since my dad left, things have been really hard, and it kind of like, you know, it's just like... It kind Tear of hits. Character. Yeah, right. And it, you know, because it's, you don't know that you're actually talking to your dad. And it's, you know, it, the movie used to be funny when you were kids. You watch it from an adult perspective now, and it's just kind of like. Messed up. Yeah, it's, it's very sad. It's super sad. Because yeah. you see that, and like, no kid should have to apologize for, hey, I apologize. There are things going wrong in my life. You should never have to apologize for that. And it's and sad that they have. You know, it's a really well written movie. It's I love your pick. I yeah, love you, I love no, your number one. That's a good one. Um, Has anybody seen the trailer that someone made where they cut Mrs. Doubtfire into a horror movie? Yes, no. I have. Oh, I know you're talking God. about. It's a genius. Listeners out there, look it up. It's fantastic, and it they do it so the the editing of these clips and whatnot, like. Him putting on the face oh and like it's God. it's dark music and they do like the flashing lights cuts <laughs> and stuff. Do you know when do you know when Sally Field and Pierce like like they kiss outside and it's uh it's the it's the scene where Mr. Oh, Doubtfire flips them off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if he's watching them like from you know that perspective, but if you put serious music and a black and white shade on that, it looks super creepy. Very it haunting. Looks very creepy. That's like awesome. I would see a creepy Mrs. Doubtfire based off this trailer. It was a drive by fruiting. I freaking love that. Oh! (laughs) Did you not tip him? (laughs) So funny. I freaking love that movie. It's so good. But yeah, that's my my number one pick. There was a lot of, um, you know, uh, Uncle Phil was up there for the top spot just because of that emotional aspect and how good he was to his own kids, but Will especially. But but Mrs. Doubtfire, I think, takes the top spot. Let's talk about the kids for a second. Who played the Who played the boy? Um, what else was he in? Uh, 
We're gonna Jimmy. pause this for a second. Nito, can we get somebody to look this up real quick? Because they, all three of those kids didn't do a ton. Matilda was in Matilda. Yeah. Wasn't she in... Uh, come on now. She was in Mara Hayden. Wilson. Mara yeah. Wilson. Matthew Lawrence. Matthew, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Lawrence yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Joey do- Lawrence is li- not the yeah. middle brother, not the youngest brother. Nope. The middle brother. The daughter, Lydia. Where are you? She was sexy. Lisa Jacob. She's a writer. Oh, Go for her. Nice. That's so, she, what, so she has brains. She Miracle. is a Canadian writer, speaker, and former actress. Mara Wilson, born in 1987. She was in Independence Day. The Beautician and the Beast. Ah, oh, Fran oh, Drescher. Nice. I hated Fran Drescher. Most people did. Ugh, awful. Most people did. The Nanny. So yeah, that's my that's my number one pick. That was a quality list. Thank you. For mine, I went the most wholesome parental guidance, and we actually talked about this. We can relate it back to my celebrity crushes top five. I went with the Matthews from oh, Boy Meets nice. World. Yeah, I considered them too on my list. They were just the most like wholesome parents I've ever seen. They were always there to cheer up their kids, give their kids advice, but also kind of adopted Sean. Yeah, and they took in the, their friends, yeah. no matter what. For those who didn't watch Boy Meets World, one, you're stupid. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Sean, the the whole show is just this kid, Corey Matthews, his older brother, Eric. Uh, I think he had a sister eventually. And Morgan. Yeah. The younger sister, yeah. It's just like, you know, middle school, middle school to high school kid life and all the trials and tribulations. He lived next door to his principal who's also kind of a father figure in his own way but just had these parents that were the epitome of what i imagine like like this is what you would write a book about when you're teaching parents how to be parents was these people and he had a friend named sean who was always the the bad boy troublemaker because he had a bad home life bad home life yeah he lived in a trailer park i'm pretty sure his dad was in and out of place i'm pretty sure his dad is the dude uh from the water boy who doesn't have a tongue yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah from oh. joe dirt oh missouri megan yeah um all right you like to see homo's naked it's <laughs> cool man <laughs> But they, Sean was always getting in trouble, and the Matthews, especially the Matthews' dad, I, f- I don't know his name, but always ready to sit down with Sean, teach him a lesson, always had an open-door policy of, like, if you need to stay here, you can stay with life. We love you. They were so understanding. They were not any in any way, like, an older set of parents no. they were they weren't like teen parents but they you could tell that they had kids younger yeah and so they like could identify with their kids they could level with them they were so supportive to them and their friends that it wasn't like uh like a coming down of like oh your old ass parents are like when they got in trouble, trouble it wasn't like just go to your room you're terrible i hate you yeah. it was like hey Let's talk about it. Their names were Amy and Alan Matthews. Ugh. That's what they were. There's an episode um, where I think uh, the dad gets a lot of screen time, and it's um, Corey says something wrong. He says something dumb, like, oh, I never want to do what my dad does or something like that, and like because he's not successful or yes, something like that. I remember that and episode. his dad is just ready to beat his ass. He's like, when my, when I, all I wanted to do was provide for my family, and I never thought that was, and, and it was, makes Corey feel like shit, and Corey should feel like shit for that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's a pretty mean thing to say. You know, or something like that. But in the same right, he comes around and he like, teaches them a lesson about it instead of just being mad. Right, because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know some dads are just, okay, cool, let me take my belt off, beat yeah. the living shit out of you. Yeah. No, I'm not going to take yeah. it easy. No <laughs> lesson. Set, set fire to my carpet again, see what happens. You use language <laughs> in front of a woman? No, daddy, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Amy and Alan Matthews, I'd share my... Uh, Cheers, yeah. my uh, Johnny Walker. Cheers to right that. Now. Yeah. Also, Mrs. Matthews can get it. Oh yeah, totally. Mr. Matthews can get. Alan Matthews can definitely get it. I mean, he's a hot dad. Yeah. What's, what's the little sister's he's name? He's so tan. Morgan. Morgan get it. Yeah. Morgan <laughs> can get it. Ugh. Why was he so tan all the time? <sighs> he worked outside. All right. Yes. Yeah. All right, Derek. Okay, you what's ready? your number one? Okay. Sarah Connor. Terminator oh, Two. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I fucking knew it. <laughs> of course you did. 
the baddest bitch on the planet. Okay. Just to keep bringing you guys up to speed, Terminator 1, and, and it's I, I need to reiterate that it is Terminator 2, Sarah Connor, not Terminator 1. The end of Terminator 1, um, a lot of cops are dead. Um, nobody believes this woman, Sarah Connor, that someone uh, was sent from the future that ended up impregnating her and telling her that her son is the prophet, the chosen one that leads the human rebellion over Skynet and everything like that. I'm getting nerdy even talking about this right now. So... Obviously, number two starts out with her in a mental institution because nobody fucking believes her. The breakout scene where she, because um, she f- 100% believes everything's true, that she needs to, her son is in danger, she needs a breakout, so she, the, the breakout scene where she unhinges herself uh, with a paperclip and then kicks the living shit out of those guards, and she, the, the scene where it shows her just doing pull-ups. One-handed? Yeah. Yeah, bad bitch. She's so intense in that movie. And then she has that that side quest where uh, she gets a bunch of guns and goes to kill Miles Dyson and just the the, the shades and the front army hat with the rifle and uh, God, what did she say? Get away from here, bitch! When the fucking the the mom comes, the black mom comes mm-hmm. out, Miles Dyson's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't hurt my dad! Oh my god. I feel like if Sarah Connor was in, was real in real life, you would let her like beat the shit out of you. Oh, she's just the best though. You like it too. I know, exactly. That's what I mean. Like you would enjoy it and you would invite it. Hit me again. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, just the... I'm a robot. I'm a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Bleep Lord, I'm a robot. <laughs> You're a robot. Robots need to get punished. <laughs> No, but she she is probably the most uh, out of single moms out there. She's the most independent. Uh, bad. She was one of my heroes growing up, and as a little kid, I'd say the majority of Nate. Did you have any female heroes growing up, kind of like that, like action stars? I don't even remember heroes at all. Right, right, but probably but, not. I mean, the yeah, the majority of it. So it's I never. It was never like, oh, she's cool for a woman. No, she was cool for. Her. A Every human, yeah. person, yeah, and she was a single mom. She everything she did was for her son because she knew her son was going to be the chosen one. So and she the pro- fact that she, she protected it. him, yeah, she protected him at all costs. She believed it a thousand percent. She went toe to toe with ripped ass Arnold Schwarzenegger for her son. Yeah, almost prime Arnold. Yeah, that's I mean pretty close to prime. I mean, I uh, have you seen like young working out Arnold? I know, I think like, that's like prime. Yeah. She runs pretty fast barefoot too through through the the break. The breakout scene. That's what gets me, you know. Oh, I love a good barefoot run. Sweats. Ugh. Any girl that looks good in a wife beater. It's something, something about a wife beater. Yeah. I like she it. looks badass. Uh, how soon until we have to battle Skynet? Ooh. I I'd say know. like a good seven, know, eight e- months. I don't know, Elon. <laughs> how long? No, see, Elon believes that. I'm pretty sure he's written papers on the fact that he thinks artificial intelligence is going to turn into the Terminator type shit, and that's how humanity what's, is What's end. it called? The singularity? Something like that. I believe that. Uh, Joe, Rog- Joe Rogan believes that, too, that uh, uh, organic life will end, and it will be... Yeah. Uh, another great... Talking about singularity, it's a great documentary. Documentary. It's called The Transcendent Man. It is phenomenal. It came out years ago, but... It's it's about this guy, I forget his name, but he's like an inventor. He started out as like a nine-year-old. He built his like first supercomputer in his garage. Nerd. And yeah, big old nerd. <laughs> but he somehow has like, he figured out this algorithm or something that he's predicted the top technological advancements within the year that they happen, years in advance. He is an inventor, but he invents things that can't be created now that will be created in the future because he's like, we don't have the tech to build this, but yeah. when we do, like, this is going to be cool. He has this whole, like, timeline of, is like... Guy, is this guy still alive? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I mean, I can find it. Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> this is fascinating. Nito, can you look this up? This documentary tracks the life, work, and predictions of controversial technologist Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil? He believes that human and artificial inten- intelligence will synthesize at some point in the future, blurring the line between man and machine, a transformation he terms the singularity. Damn. So, like, he just has all these 
like predictions of when shit has happened and based off his past predictions of like this is gonna come out then this gonna and they've all been spot on like people are and he's basically his thinking is that technology is gonna advance so much that the more we invent the more we're going to be be able to invent and at some point the like it's a exponential graph Mm -hmm. and we're like at the part where it's kind of turning up and he's like, sometime in the very near future, we're going to hit a point that everything's instant. So, like, technology, like, you know how you get a new phone every year, whatever? He's like, tech, technology is going to advance so fast it's that gonna it's going to be moving, like every day. Hauling every day. Yeah. And he's like, I think he starts out, he's saying, you know, we're not going to be full on robots, but it's going to start out as like implants, like eye implants that are all mechanical, things like that, like having chips in you to run everything. Yeah, yeah, And then it's just going to gradually go and go and go. Oh, it's going to be so crazy. It is a fascinating documentary. If you can find it, watch it. Ugh, I'm going to watch it. Who, um, that's good, Nate. Let's, let's segue back onto uh, the topic. Who uh, barely uh, missed the cut? Who was some close calls? Um, so Frances McDormand from Almost Famous, which I already brought up I earlier. I her too. Yeah, I, I loved that mom. Um, she was so hardcore. Don't take drugs. Yeah, but she let him fly free. I freaking love that. Um, Alan Seaver, um, Alan Thicke's, uh, character in Growing Pains. Yeah. Fucking love that dad. Um, Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. Yeah, that's yes. a good oh, one. Oh my god. That one so when, good. When he goes through a black hole. When yeah. he's watching he the world. When, when he gets out from whatever the black hole or from the, the planet where a day goes by every 1.25 seconds and comes back and Jessica Chastain's on the TV. It's grown up Murph. Yeah. And he's crying. He's, oh, he sells it so good. Matthew McConaughey's such a good actor now. I he's love him. He's great. The Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey. So good. The Buick commercials. Yeah. The Lincoln commercials. Yeah, and I'm do- I know you guys so can't good. see me, but I'm doing the Lincoln commercial hand right now, and it's... You're rolling a booger in between your fingers. Exactly. That's, what you're doing. That's old Cyrus. So good. Um, Homer Simpson almost made my list. Because um, I thought about Lois, and I thought about Peter, but then I thought about Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Taylor. Oh, that's a good that one. That one almost made it, too. That was, I thought, was a really tight race for Tim Taylor. Um, Jill Taylor was a great, just the Taylors in general, I feel like, are very good. Um, Al Bundy almost made it, too. Oh, that's a good Fucking one. Fucking love Al Bundy. Uh, who's the Jetsons' wife? She almost made it for me. Uh, Judy's the daughter. Elmer um, the son. What is uh, Jane? Jane. Yeah. Is it Jane? Yeah, I think so. Jane Jetson? I think so. Yeah. Go to your room, Aunt Laurie. But Dad, say go to your room! <laughs> <laughs> I was what? out there for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> when she tries to take the wallet, and he goes, no, yeah. this is the money that I'm giving yeah. you. Yeah. You don't get to keep my entire wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, some of mine were, do you guys remember the movie Smart House? No. You know Disney movie, Smart House? No. Oh, well, I should have done this one. Uh, Smart House is about this family, a single dad with his family that moves into a smart house. And this house is basically like, it runs itself and talks to you. But it like, starts to 3D project itself as a mom. And like, becomes this like, controlling mom. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Uncle Joey, and Uncle Jesse. Nice. Um, Michael Bluth. From Arrested Development. Yeah, that's a good that's like, one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about both here, but uh, I'm just going to give you a little hint at who it is. <laughs> Damn it. That's on mine too, you bastard. Kitty on mine. Bob and Mitch. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one I have a little more attachment to because she reminded me of my dad's mom, my grandma. Uh, Marie Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. She, re- to a T, reminds me of my grandma. Uh, and then the final one that's on my list, which I almost put her on here just because I think she's awesome, is I've had a fucking baby before. I can fucking kick your ass. Tammy Lynn. <laughs> You've had a baby? Is it alive? <laughs> Tammy Lynn. So good. Did you just call me a whore? Yeah. Everyone should just, what, suck your asshole or something? <laughs> Uh, so how did you, I'm always curious to hear how someone is able to, you know, snatch up Ted. Did you just call me a snatch? <laughs> you just call me more. You just worry about your own snatch, yeah. okay? 
You guys fucked it all up because number six on my list was Matthew McConaughey from Interstellar. Number all seven right. was Kitty and Red Foreman. <laughs> nice. Kitty and Red Foreman were very close for That's me. That's a good one. Um, another one that I loved was Paul Rudd in Knocked Up or This Is 40. Mm. I love that character where he just kind of like is... It's not like he regrets being a dad, but he's like having a really hard time like in dealing. <laughs> he's like, uh, I know I didn't, I wasn't really against this, but now that it's happening, I don't know if I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if I uh... trying to treat his kids more as his friends rather than like. <laughs> exactly, I love that he sneaks off to go do fantasy baseball. <laughs> yes. Hey, honey, we got Matsui. I know, <laughs> that's so good. Um, a hot dad, Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. Ooh. Is so good. Billy the, the Great Ho. Yeah. Ugh. Freaking one of the hottest dads out there. I thought that movie was going to be better. I'm, I'm a big boxing movie aficionado, though. Obviously, I'm wearing a fucking Mike Tyson sweatshirt right now. You guys love, you know I love boxing, so I thought that was going to be better. I guess maybe I was just disappointed. Well, I mean, it's hard to top. Once you've seen Warrior, what else is there? Speaking of hot moms, what about Mama Fratelli from The Goonies? Oh, sex pot pie. Right? That's yeah. a hot mom. The only thing with Sarah hair is tongue. Uh, she doesn't. <laughs> she, she doesn't get much screen time. But how about the mom, uh, Michael Sarah's mom from Superbad? Oh yeah, Jane. Yeah, I think it's Jane. Walking. Hi, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't believe you got to suck on those tits. <laughs> yeah, at least got to suck on your dad's dick. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one, oh, that's guys. That's a good choice, yeah. That's good. If uh, you guys listening out there got uh, anything that you think should make our top five, yeah, hit, us any at, suggestions. Uh, hit us at topthatdude at gmail.com. Um, follow us for additional content on Top That Dude on Instagram. We'll be back soon with more. New lists. New lists. Something fresh, something new. No games. No games. Maybe some games. Maybe, Maybe some little games. games. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Talk Bye. That. Whoa, talk that. <laughs> <laughs>